1: you got to get Mark K. more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. Where entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. Two full hours of the Mark K. show starts, starts, starts right now.
0: This is the market. I mean, Nancy Pelosi is having an impeachment meeting right now. She's just sitting around talking about impeaching the president of the United States, like it's just you know uh, it's just an agenda item. Like, what are we doing on Wednesday? Well, you have breakfast at the uh, with the minority leader, okay, and then you're going to meet with AOC and tell her to be quiet, all right. And then, oh yes, that big impeachment meeting in the uh, in the basement conference room. Oh, fantastic, great. That's just how that's just how Washington works. Yesterday, we talked all about Jerry Nadler and how upset he was, and this is this is all part of it. Jerry Nadler was so upset that Donald Trump. Trump told Don McGahn not to um, honor the subpoena, not to uh, not to go and testify in front of the, the uh, Congressional Judiciary Committee yesterday, which he didn't do because, you know, when the president gives you an order and you work for the president, hopefully you follow it. And most people do. Some people don't. Some people just leak it to the press. So Jerry Nadler was all kinds
2: of upset. Mr. McGahn did not appear today because the president prevented it. Yeah. And
0: he is not having any of that. He
2: will hold this president accountable one way or the other you
0: know what's gonna happen i guarantee what happened was as soon as he as soon as he adjourned the meeting which we have audio of that as well
2: the motion to adjourn is adopted and the hearing is adjourned
0: okay as soon as he did that he probably ran back to his office infuriated like fuming really i mean you can you can tell the egomaniacal nature of this guy the whole my subpoena will not be it's not optional this
2: committee issues a subpoena even to a senior presidential advisor The witness must show up. Hmm. Our subpoenas are not optional.
0: Our subpoenas are not optional. This is what's really grating on this guy's nerves. This is this is it's not anymore about Russian collusion because we know there wasn't any of that, and then we have a report to prove it. We know that it's not even about obstruction of justice because, quite frankly, there's not really any of that either. Uh, what what's really getting his goat now is the fact that the, the the president is defying his subpoenas that he can demand his his little bit of power. You know what they say? They always say, give somebody a little bit of power and just watch. Watch their heads explode his little tiny bit of power that he has the power to 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 submit subpoenas and 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 demand that anybody really for any reason come and show their face whether it's illegal this is a guy who uh, who subpoenaed the attorney general of the United States to come forward and talk about. Uh, talk about redacted material. This is somebody who subpoenaed redacted material in the Mueller report. Stuff that, that number one, it would be illegal for the attorney general to, to, uh, to distribute publicly. So he's, he's issuing subpoenas for things that people aren't going to do because, A, um, it's against the law, or B, it's privileged information. He doesn't care. All he cares about is himself. All he cares about is the power that he has and how everybody, even the president of the United States and his top advisors, they must. They must answer to him. They must answer the, his subpoena. And when they, when he says jump, they just say how high. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, the egomaniacal system that's coming up. And now you've got – he's not the only one. Now, after, you, after what happened yesterday, A.G. William Barr was one thing because A.G. William Barr, he could just – Hide behind the fact that you can't uh, share grand jury testimony with anyone. William Barr, he's got the best excuse. He's like, "Look, this is illegal. I'm not showing up because it's illegal." Also, remember they wanted the attorney to interview him, and he's like, "I'm not showing up because you're not asking me questions. You're bringing in, you're bringing in independent counsel, and that's just weird." So, see, you wouldn't want to be. He didn't show up. There was an empty chair. They brought in fried chicken. They had a picnic. Everything was hunky dory. But this Don McGann thing is different. This Don McGahn thing is so irksome and so upsetting to Jerry Nadler and the rest of the Democrats. And the reason is because Don McGahn not showing up at this hearing yesterday, Don McGahn uh, basically ignoring this congressional subpoena. That is Donald Trump daring the Democrats to impeach him that is Donald Trump specifically doing the one thing that they are accusing him of doing and that is obstructing justice because now Donald Trump is saying I don't care who you are I don't care what power you think you have enough is enough you're not calling anybody else to come and if you call them to come I'm going to tell them not to go this is a head-on collision of constitutional authority between the executive branch and and the privileged information and the immunity that the president holds when meeting with his advisors and talking to the people that he trusts and doing his job, basically the job that he's supposed to do, which is which is be the executive of the government, be you know run the executive branch, which is to negotiate, which is to go out there and be uh you know uh, be a, a power for the people to 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 uh, you know put tar- to build walls to to uh, subject other countries to tariffs to boost the economy to cut unemployment everything that the president's supposed to do he's doing and and they don't like that he's he's also he's also showing them that he's got power of his own and he doesn't care about Jerry Nadler and the judiciary committee not getting the answers they wanted from the Mueller report the Mueller report is 430 pages i got it right here it's still right here this is A massively, Listen to this. They don't have enough answers. That's like five pounds of answers right here. It's a whole ream of paper. If there's no answers in here after two years, what is Don McGahn going to tell them that they don't already know that's going to change their mind about the president's innocence? Absolutely nothing. And Donald Trump knows that. And Don McGahn knows it, quite frankly, too. So what Donald Trump is doing now is he is daring the Democrats to come after him. And they are falling. them I and they are falling forward, hook, line, and sinker. This was yesterday after the Don McGahn incident, after the second empty chair, uh, congressional judiciary committee meeting happened. And it was, and it was, uh, it was Jerry Nadler. Um, after he uh, banged the gavel and 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 you know adjourned the entire thing, this is what happened after that. This is AOC. Potential reasons to cite
3: impeachment have been growing.
0: Yeah, this is Debbie Wasserman Schultz.
3: You know, if that leads us to looking into impeachment, you know, we, we, we'll we'll get there, but. But it's one step at a
0: time. This is Jerry Nadler. The president's posture now is making it impossible to rule out impeachment or anything else. Uh, the letter we got from the uh, White House
3: yesterday uh, is beyond outrageous.
0: It's beyond outrageous. This is, look, this is unknown guy, Josh. <laughs> this is- not in favor of some of the earlier efforts
3: uh, around impeachment. The president is creating the circumstances where we may have to consider it. I'm personally... Uh, much more open to it now than I was even a few months
0: ago. This is Unknown Woman. The
2: president of the United States of America needs to be impeached.
0: Okay, now there's two interesting things about this. First of all, the other Josh, the producer of the show, couldn't figure out who those people were, so he just labeled them Unknown Man and Unknown Woman. And the second interesting thing is that this call for impeachment almost seems to be orchestrated by Donald Trump himself. Donald Trump is, again, not a dumb person. Donald Trump is the only person running for president who has won a recent election for president. Donald Trump knows the climate of the country. He knows the desires and the wants of his base. He knows exactly what the Democrats are trying to do. And he knows exactly what he's trying to do. And Donald Trump is playing the Democrats not only against each other, but against the rest of the country. And the the steps that he's taking, think about this. Think about what Donald Trump has done recently. He's 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 gone. He's uh, taken AG Barr, and he's first of all appointed him, and then instructed him to declare immunity for the president and say that you can't actually uh, call any of my cohorts, any of my any of my top advisors or legal aides into Congress to testify. Then they wrote a letter saying that. Then he demanded that Don McGahn not go testify. He is he is slapping Jerry Nadler and the rest of the uh, rest of the uh, Democrats in his face. The IRS documents that they want, he's saying no repeatedly. He's in Instructing the, the the Treasury Secretary to say, no, this is a ridiculous request. It has nothing to do with the governance of the country. Every single time they try to do something to Donald Trump for strictly political reasons, Donald Trump is right back there in their face telling them no. And the number one reason he's doing that is because Donald Trump wants to be impeached. He wants them to impeach him. And he has good reason to. And he's got good reason to do it. And we'll take a break, and I'll tell you all about it. 855-765-1045. Quick break. Some of your phone calls. We do have whatever you want Wednesday. So if you've got something you want to talk about, we'll talk about that, too. If you want to leave us an open mic message because you don't want to talk to me, but you still want to get your thoughts on the air, do that in our mobile app, News 104.5 WOKV. Quick break. More of the Marques Show coming up. This is the Marques Show. My name is Mark Kay. Hey, thanks so much for joining me today. 855-765-1045 is the number. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is the number. And man, I'll tell you what, it is heating up between Trump and the Democrats and the House and Congress. And uh, Nancy Pelosi is right; she's having like an impeachment meeting. They're uh, they're sitting around. Maybe they're having like impeachment pie or impeachment cobbler or uh, some kind of you know I don't know some kind of impeachment uh, tarts. Anyway, they're they're discussing what to do. Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to impeach Donald Trump yet. She doesn't want to do it yet. A lot of other Democrats do because they're impeachment. Uh, they're impatient. Pardon me. Um, and uh, they're they're all they're all getting out in front of the cameras and they are trying to get uh, Nancy Pelosi and the rest of the Democratic caucus uh, behind their impeachment efforts because they're just sick and tired of Donald Trump. Jerry Nadler yesterday after after his um, after his thwarted uh, judiciary committee meeting where there was another empty chair because Don McGahn didn't show up because Donald Trump told him not to um, had this to say about impeachment. The
3: president's posture now is making it. Impossible. Possible to rule out impeachment or anything else. Uh, the letter we got from the uh, White House yesterday uh, is beyond outrageous.
0: It's beyond outrageous. So basically, uh, the president is saying, I'm not going to have any of my advisors come and answer your stupid questions that you already have the answers to because um, I have, I'm the president. And I have, uh, you know, I have immunity to that. And also, I have, um, executive privilege. And when I talk to my lawyer, that's privileged information. And I don't care what you think you would, you have the right to know. You don't have the right to know it. And Jerry Nadler, who probably has never had anyone, I can't imagine if he's ever had anyone not come and answer one of his subpoenas in the past. Probably this is a, uh, this is new territory for him, which is why he's acting so, uh, disgraceful about it. But he is. Anyone out there? Have you voted for Jerry Nadler? You New Yorkers. If anyone's listening in New York, or if you know somebody who did, shame on you. Because this guy's a this guy's a baby. Potential reasons to cite
3: impeachment have been growing.
0: That's also AOC, another New Yorker, who uh, cites potential reasons to uh, potential reasons to impeach the president, but not actually specific reasons, just potential reasons. And, there, and you know, the question about impeachment always boils down to not just why, but at what end. Put him in jail, Bob Barr. Yeah, that's that sounds. I don't That wasn't the clip I meant to play, but that's a good
2: one, too. Start explaining to people what impeachment is, because if I'm not mistaken, Bill Clinton was impeached, and it didn't mean jack squat.
0: Yeah, basically, uh, it is true. It's true. Uh, Basically, what happens is the House of Representatives can hold hearings to impeach the president of the United States. And basically, what they do is they say the president is guilty of some kind of horrible crime, some kind of horrible uh, high crime. Usually, it's treason or something like that, but there's um, there's this vague... Uh, What is the the action? There's an actual wording in the Constitution, and it has to do with uh, what is it? No one. uh, I'll find it. Um, But anyway, the it's given to the House of Representatives. They have the sole power of impeachment. Okay, Um, uh, treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. So it's pretty vague. It's pretty vague. Then what happens is there's a uh, removal from office process, and that takes the entire Senate. So the problem with impeachment is when you have this this uh, bicameral you know legislature, which has which has one party in charge of the Senate and one party in charge of the House of Representatives, impeachment is possible. Removal from office, which is totally different, is almost it, like the most unlikely thing ever. So yes, it it just goes to show that it is more of a circus act. It's more show. Boating. It's more ridiculousness. It's more drama. It's more of a waste of time, money, effort, energy. It's all of those things. It's basically Jerry Nadler and and AOC and Nancy Pelosi and everyone else who's involved trying to make a big name for themselves. So Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who's trying to come back from her own uh, from her own scandals, trying to throw the you know light on impeachment so that if it does happen, she can take part of the credit.
3: You know, if that leads us to looking into impeachment, you know, we, we, we'll we'll get there. But it's one step at a time.
0: Maxine Waters, who Josh didn't recognize, so he just wrote unknown woman, but. Maxine Waters had this to say, the
2: president of the United States of America needs
0: to be impeached, needs to be impeached. And I would say that even though impeaching the president in the House of Representatives would do nothing because he could still remain in office, seeing as how the Senate would never remove him. I mean, the Senate is the majority of the Senate is under Republican control. So there's impeachment, which is a ceremonial charge against the president. And then there is removal from office. Oh and what happened with uh that's basically what happened when you when you saw the impeachment of Bill Clinton there was no removal from office. Now, the really interesting thing is that Donald Trump could be impeached and then go on to win re-election and I believe be the first impeached president in history to ever win a second term. I have to double check that. David Mandarin, if you're watching on Twitch, please double check that and give me the answer in the Twitch feed because you're really good. You're really good at Googling that kind of stuff. But the the biggest problem isn't what it's not what Maxine Waters
2: said. The president of the United States of America needs to be impeached. That's not even it.
0: She doesn't. even She's so stupid. She doesn't even know how stupid she is. That's not even it. It's not that the president needs to be impeached. It's that right now on May 22nd, 2019, with a year and a half away from Election Day 2020, the president doesn't need to be impeached. The president of the United States wants to be impeached. And I'll tell you why right after the news. It's the K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
1: I've got to get Marquee more time on the air. Be careful what you wish
0: for, Jacksonville.
1: You just might get it. We want us some We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories. Local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the K. Show on News 104.5 WOKB. And it is Whatever
3: You Want Wednesday. I thought this was Whatever We Want Wednesday. I want Hillary in jail.
0: Yeah, I mean, whatever you want Wednesday, meaning whatever you want to talk about. So if you want to talk about putting Hillary Clinton in jail, we can do that. Uh, but I don't – I mean, I don't actually have the – I have zero power. I, don't, I know you guys like to think that I'm more powerful than I am, but really, uh, I have no experience. I have no uh, knowledge about any – I'm not even – you know, I'm mean, some people think I'm a lawyer. I'm not even any of those. Um eight five five seven six five one oh four five. I can't answer the phones, though. So if you do have any kind of question, any kind of concern, any kind of comment, it is whatever you want Wednesday, and we will do our best to let you voice those opinions and concerns and criticisms on the air, as long as they don't personally offend me. Um and then of course, you know, uh you know what, even if they do personally offend me, you know, it's a it's free freedom of speech. It's still a free country, so we'll let you do that. 855 765 1045, or you can leave me an open mic message too we got a ton of people streaming online, on Twitch, on Facebook, on Periscope. We appreciate you guys. Feel free to call in as well. It's a uh, it's a toll-free number anywhere in the U.S., 855-765-1045. All right, so let's talk a little bit about impeachment because there's a lot of questions about that. We had a guy uh, leave an open mic message.
2: Start explaining to people what impeachment is because, if I'm not mistaken, Bill Clinton was impeached and it didn't mean jack squat.
0: Yeah, and there's a couple – that's a great point. There's a couple reasons for that. First of all, it, it, the impeachment process – is strictly Congress. So the the whole thing about impeachment, it's only because the Democrats won the congressional races. And when the Democrats took hold of Congress and Nancy Pelosi became Speaker of the House again, that's why impeachment in the last year and a half has been such a hot-button issue. And that's why the subpoenas have started to fly, and that's why Donald Trump's staff are ignoring them. And a bunch more went out yesterday. Hope Hicks... Got subpoenaed and Don McGahn's chief of staff, I forget her name, but I guess they figure, well, if Don McGahn's not going to show up, we're going to subpoena his chief of staff. So they're going to keep subpoenaing people like it's their job, which it's not really. I mean, oversight is their job, but they don't get paid per subpoena, although it seems like they do. So this is so this is going to continue to go on and on and on this ridiculousness. But the impeachment process, it's just in the House of Representatives and they don't the president doesn't need to have committed a crime. The president doesn't need to have been a bad guy. He doesn't need to have committed treason. He could just act improperly. He could, you know, he could just like like let's say he's in the middle of the State of the Union and he lets one rip. You know, like, oh, excuse me. Sorry. That's an impe- I mean, that could be impeachable if somebody wants to put forth articles of, of impeachment. There's really no reason uh, rhyme or reason behind it so that so the president can be impeached by the Congress. And that's exactly what happened to Bill Clinton because of the Monica Lewinsky scandal, because he lied to the American people, because he lied to judges, because of because he was basically a horrible person and still is. Uh, They decided he should not be president of the United States and the Republican controlled Congress took a vote and overwhelmingly it was like it was like a bajillion to a tiny bit. It was like a dash to like a uh, like a tsunami that he should be impeached. Then, of course, when it went to the Senate, which is the body of government that doesn't impeach but has the power to remove a president, they didn't do anything. They decided we're not going to remove him. He was into his second term already. Uh, He was kind of a lame duck. Um, You know, I guess they just and also they were all Democrats. It was a democratically controlled Senate. So they're like, eh, we'll just, you know, we'll leave him be. But with Donald Trump, you have something totally different. This is a first term president this is a first term president this is a congress that wants to do everything in their power to get him out of office everything in their power to make him look bad and evil and 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 like a criminal they want to villainize this guy like no one's ever been villainized before and they want to do it before the election cuz they think it's going to get them votes they think donald trump's going to get voted out of office they think his base is going to is going to turn against him if they impeach him, which is, which, it, to Nancy Pelosi's defense, she knows is not true. The opposite effect is going to happen, and Donald Trump knows that as well. And that's why Donald Trump, I M H O, in my humble opinion, I M H O, Donald Trump is daring the Democrats to impeach him. He's dead. The president is publicly pushing for impeachment. Because he knows that when Election Day rolls around, he needs a groundswell of support. He needs not just his base. He needs not just the people that say they're Republicans but don't tend to get out and vote because they're not enthusiastic. Not just the people who think, oh, Donald Trump's the president, I don't need to go vote. Not just the independents who may be leaning one way or the other. He needs everybody. He needs everybody fired up and angry and po'd and setting their alarm clocks uh, for Election Day 2020 and racing to the polls to cast their vote for Donald Trump. And the only way you can get that kind of passionate empowerment, the only way you can get that many people so passionately involved in an election is to have a common enemy. And right now, there is no common enemy. The common enemy of the old election while well, we had Hillary Clinton. She was everybody's common enemy. She done. She had Benghazi. She had the Monica Lewinsky affair. Uh, with, well, her hus- husband did, but she helped to cover it up. She worked with Barack Obama. She called people deplorable. She was a great common enemy. Plus, she was going to destroy this nation. Barack Obama was. I mean, the Democrats back then, Hillary Clinton was Darth Vader and, and Donald Trump was was the leader of the of the Rebel Alliance. And then he was like, look, we got to blow up this Death Star before it starts taking out more planets and rules the world as like one world order. That was basically the deal. Also, Donald Trump had the media and the media was a huge I mean, the media was a huge enemy of the people. And Donald Trump helped to make them an enemy of the people and kept up the uh, the enemy of the people narrative because he knew he needed to rally his supporters. And let's face it. The media are the enemy of the people in a lot of ways. They are in it for – they're in it to win it. They're in it to get their people in office. They're in it to get people clicking on their headlines. They're in it to make sure that they're making the money and that the people that are that are friendly to them, the people that have come from the same institutions that have built them up, that they are the ones uh, being elected to office. So, of course, the media is the enemy. And, of course, Hillary Clinton was the enemy. But nowadays, the, the Mueller report – basically disproved i mean the media has lost all credibility cnn is no longer a threat because we know based on the Mueller report that they're full of bs hillary clinton she's no longer a threat she's not running barack obama it's been two years who's going to be the common enemy well if the congressional democrats can get together And if the congressional Democrats can impeach Donald Trump, and if the congressional Democrats can do something as ridiculous and as stupid and as careless as tell the American people that the person they voted for to be president of the United States is unfit for office and should be impeached and should be removed based on absolutely no evidence whatsoever, then guess what? They become the enemy that the president can rally his campaign around. And a lot of people say, you know, Donald Trump made a mistake back two years ago when he only when he only went and he only uh, campaigned for Senate uh, seats. He he campaigned for governors. He campaigned for senators. He he ignored the House of Representatives. He could have gone out. He could have helped at least 15 or 20 Republicans gather, gain a seat in the uh, House of Representatives. And look what happened. It bit him in the butt. Did it? Did it really? Is Donald Trump not becoming more popular every single time Jerry Nadler steps up to the microphone? Is Donald Trump not becoming more powerful every single time one of his aides, one of his underlings, one of his assistants, one of his representatives, one of his advisors says to Jerry Nadler and the Democrats, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not coming? Isn't isn't Donald Trump's stock going up every time his attorney general that he appointed – to represent the people of the United States, tells the court or tells the uh, Congress, you're ridiculous, you're wasting my time, this investigation is closed. If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And Donald Trump knows that with no enemy, there is no cause. And with no cause, there's no passion. And with no passion, ain't nobody going to go out and vote for Donald Trump in 2020. 855 one zero four five is number 855-765-1045. That's why Donald Trump wants impeachment, probably more than some of the Democrats. Definitely more than Nancy Pelosi. 855-765-1045. It's whatever you want Wednesday. You want to talk about this? Great. Give me a buzz. You want to talk about something totally different? No problem. Number still works for you, too. 855-765-1045. This is the Mark K Show. We'll be right back.
2: If I had that kind of money... I see opportunity. These people see a problem. Uh, why can't we make shoes right here in America?
0: Oh right, yeah, that's something we got to talk about. You so may we'll get to that next hour is about uh, the the 170 shoe companies that have written a memo to uh, Donald Trump asking him to remove the shoe tariffs because they don't build they don't make their shoes. And the shoes on your feet, they were made overseas. Maybe we could start
4: making them in America again like,
0: make America great again? Yeah, like, I, no, I totally, I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. Hey, Sean, we'll get to that in just a minute, because that's a great topic as well, and we should definitely go over that. Sean, though, no first from Fleming Island, thanks for calling the Mark K Show. How are you, Sean?
3: No good, Mark. Uh, just want to remind the listeners that the Democrats have been trying to impeach every Republican president for the past 50 years. This is nothing new. This is the rambo, their go-to move. And uh, the biggest concern I have for the 2020, we need a... Uh, Id voter law because they're going to try to steal the election with people voting that don't need to be voting.
0: Uh, they're not only not only that. Do you know that there's this whole thing? Um, I was reading on Drudge this morning, and it, that another state passed it, it was Nevada, and they're they're trying to discontinue the electoral college. Now they can't just get rid of it, but what they have is something called the National Popular Vote bill, and what they're doing is it's a, it's a bunch of states who vote together and have basically made a pact that says if the popular vote is different from the electoral vote, we will make our electors vote with the popular vote. And that's something that a bunch of, uh, like 186... Uh, I'm sorry, not 180, 186 electoral votes or some, something like a handful. I think like 16 states in the District of Columbia have already voted on it. So, yeah, they're trying to steal the election a couple of ways. Uh, they're going to try to do it with voter fraud. They're going to try to do it with illegal people and dead people and people voting multiple times. And Acorn's going to be going through the, the voting records. They're going to, you know, they're going to fight the voter ID laws. They're going to fight that at every at every turn. They're going to start finding ballots. Don't forget, we're Florida, man. If you're watching online, we're here in Florida. We know how to mess up an election. We know that if you don't like what, you know, if it's too close to call and your candidate's behind by like 50,000 votes, just drag it out for a couple days. Go look in the back of your car and guess what? You're going to find about 10,000 votes that, oh, just happen to be, in the, it's weird. It's in this uh, Target bag right here in the back. You know what? I was at Walmart the other day. I found 25,000 votes from Palm Beach County. That's what's going to happen. So, yeah, they're on top of that. Ron DeSantis is on top top of it. Donald Trump is on top of it. But in in and of, you know, in and of itself, the bigger issue is states that are then going to deny or force their electors to vote with the nationwide popular vote and not the state state popular vote. Basically, what happens is they're stealing your votes um, one way or the other. Think about this in Nevada. If this thing passes. If this whole, if this national, um, national popular vote thing passes, what's going to happen is, let's say in Florida, for example, if Florida were part of this and we all voted for Donald Trump and Donald Trump was supposed to get our 22 electoral votes, if that were the case, but Hillary Clinton won the national popular vote, then the N, uh, the NPV would demand Legally, that Florida's electors, even though here in Florida we voted for Donald Trump, would then vote for Hillary Clinton because the electoral vote locally doesn't matter anymore. It's all part of this national, uh, popular vote pact. So they're they're trying to steal your vote any single way that they can, and they're doing it on multiple fronts. And it's a battle that will never end, uh, which is a, another reason why we need why we need to win. Hey, Rick, driving around Jacksonville. How you doing, Rick? Thanks for calling the Marque Show.
4: Thank you, Mark. Great show. Um, I just had one thing to say about the um, impeachment process. Yeah, what do you want to say? It reminds me of the cartoon where um, you have a stick with a carrot and you lead the donkey wherever you want him to go. Yeah, that's what Donald Trump's
0: doing. It really is, and people think, you know, people people think that Donald Trump is stupid. They think that he's arrogant. They think that he's a buffoon. He's not. They think his advisors are 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 also ridiculous. And um, you know, they talk about Don McGahn. How it, one one of the keys about the Donald Trump Mueller investigation report, and this is something that I don't think people realize. They look at it, and it's I mean, they realize it. Their Democrats are going to look at it this way, but they don't realize that when you see. Donald Trump giving Don McGahn an order and Don McGahn not following through on it, it's not that Donald Trump is stupid. It's not that Donald Trump doesn't know what he's doing. It's that Donald Trump is trying to get something done. But Donald Trump is a businessman. He's not a lawyer. He's not a politician. He's never held public office. What he's done is surrounded himself with intelligent people who have been attorneys, who are lawyers, who know the law, who have worked in public office, who are great at this kind of uh, Washington, you know, let's let, let's play politics type stuff. He's got great communicators and great uh, advisors who are n- basically stopping him from hurting himself because his job is not to know everything about how to do something. It's to come up with a great big idea that's going to be better for America and get her done. And if he calls up his lawyer in the middle of the night and says, fire this SOB and hangs up the phone and the lawyer doesn't do it, that is the kind of lawyer you want working for you. That is the kind of person you need to hire. There was an episode way back of the West Wing. And I remember it was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Charlie Sheen. No, not Charlie Sheen. The old one, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen was the president, and he was all upset because there was some school board race in New Hampshire where he got his start, and he wanted to go and endorse the uh, other candidate because the person who was ahead in the polls had like a, this, was a ridiculous, horrible person. He hated the guy. And he's like, all I have to do is fly into the school board election in New Hampshire, and it'll swing the other way. And C.J. Craig comes in. his. Chief of staff and says you're the president you can't do that it's ridiculous it's tacky you have more important things to do stop being stupid and that's what the president needs people on his staff who will tell him you can't do that it's illegal you can't do that it's stupid and if he doesn't listen they should just do what don mcgann is and do nothing at all that's part of the process and that's what makes donald trump a good leader 855-765-1045. It's one of the things. 855-765-1045. we got to take a quick break. Ed, Anthony, everybody else waiting on the line. Hang tight. We are going to get to you next. 855-765-1045. Or send us an open mic message. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. you have got to get Mark K. More time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville.
1: You just mind getting it. We want us some Mark K. We're entertaining. We're informative. Tech. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing for oh. the, the I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKB.
0: And it is whatever you want Wednesday, which means you can get on the phone, you can leave us an open mic message, and you can talk about whatever you want, and we can't stop you. I mean, we act- we absolutely can stop you, but we won't because, like I said, we've got nothing better to talk about. It. I do want to talk, however, though, in a minute about this uh, the shoe companies. 170 shoe companies, including Nike, Foot Locker, Under Armour. They warned. President Trump has proposed a China tariffs would be catastrophic because fun fact like ninety nine percent of the shoes in this world are made in China ninety nine percent of the shoes in this world are made in China or something something so uh are we okay you guys I don't I don't oh okay I don't think I am. are we on the air okay good well anyway, they'll figure it out in the meantime eight five five seven six five 1045 is the number, 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Ed in Jacksonville. Ed, how are you? Hey, good morning. Thank you for taking the call. Mark, I just
4: wanted to say earlier when I was listening to you, that was so well said about you what, what you built up to saying Donald Trump wanted to be impeached because we needed to kind of build, a, I guess, a encouragement to the general populace to get out and vote. Oh, yeah. You know, I was – I was fortunate enough Monday to go hear Mike Pence, you know, he's he's running around the country promoting the USMCA and they had a panel discussion prior to him coming up to speak. And they talked about how China was getting around these tariffs, like 60% of the parts built in cars in Mexico, the parts come from China, but they come into the country with no tariff, yeah, no tax. No, it's true. So, I mean, they're, they've been cleaning their clock for years. And, you know, if you look back at, at, um, at Obama, when he said, get used to this. This is the new normal that manufacturing jobs are not coming back to the United States. And, Oh, well, Donald Trump, what are you going to do? Wave a magic wand? No, he knew exactly what to do. He went to work. He yeah. changed some regulations and look at what's happened. This economy is all Donald Trump. Yeah. No, My he- thought is God folks, please don't get complacent. Get out and vote. Uh, you know, after I left that, uh, That rally with Pence, I'm thinking, you know, I I call congressmen, I call senators, I ask them to vote for different things and do things, and I vote myself and I ask everybody I know to vote. We all need to get out and do more. We how was it something where we can just rally and do more,
0: right? You yeah, no, Ed, you're absolutely right and and you bring up a great point. I didn't go to the Mike Pence thing because again I wasn't invited. But uh how was it was he angry <laughs> because he doesn't seem my I like Mike Pence a lot. I like what he says. I think he's a great leader. People from Indiana should be proud. But I just feel like he's not angry enough to lead. And, uh, you know, people always say, oh, a leader should bring people together. That's false. That's fake news. That's not how you lead people. You lead people by angering them about the same thing and getting them to rally behind you. That's how this country was founded. So was Mike Pence, because we have some clips from him and he seemed really kind of subdued and very, very kind of, you know, emotionally positive and, and kind of, you know, he didn't seem like he was off the handle at all. Was that the case? No, I don't. Yeah, I agree.
4: I agree. He was, uh, I think it was just straightforward. He was telling a message. Yeah. And I I think he was letting the message speak for itself, especially when the panel had, you know, sat there and talked to us before he got there. And then when he got up, he he, you know, obviously talked about how this, the, the, uh, this agreement. I I think the whole purpose of the agreement is to really leverage China. Right. So they're going to have a lot more, more ability to, to. You know, get them to the bargaining table and get yeah. them to, to agree to a lot more than what they are hoping to do.
0: Yeah. And all right. Hey, thanks so much for the call, man. We appreciate it. And thanks for the insight on that. Yeah, we have a couple of clips here. This was Mike Pence talking in uh, Jacksonville just uh, two days ago.
4: We've got to level the playing field for American workers, workers here in Florida, to be able to, to, be able to compete with companies around the world. And it begins by forging trade deals that put american jobs and american workers first. See, he's getting louder. That's la- what America First is all about.
0: See, he's getting louder, but the problem is loud does not necessarily mean angry, and anger is what really rallies support.
4: In our first year in office, President Trump promised the american people that we were going to we were going to in his words, hire and grow in america to raise wages for american workers, rebuild america's cities and towns because he said when when we grow american manufacturing, we don't just grow wages we grow
0: america's spirit yeah and that's great and we want to grow america's spirit but one of the best ways to grow america's spirit is to get people all ticked off and you know and get them to get them to break onto the ships and throw the tea into the harbor because that's what that's what america is built on america is built on vandals getting really angry and causing mayhem and and you know tossing tea overboard And basically telling, look, I mean, it was it was a long and laborious process. People think it was one thing. Ah, It wasn't one thing at all. When this country, the way that America was born was because the Stamp Act was horrible. The Stamp Act ripped money out of people's pockets. The Stamp Act was a way for the monarchy to become rich while everyone else became poor. And when when we stopped buying the stamps, when we started to boycott the stamps, they repealed it. Then it was then it was the Townsend Act. And then that was repealed. Then it was the tea tax. Finally, uh, the Americans were like, look, you're you're not, you're repealing stuff, but you're not getting the message. The message is we're done with all of it. We're angry. We're fed up. And we're going to go throw this tea in the harbor. Oh, yes. And then we're going to declare our independence. And if you don't like it, you better band together and, and and come here and fight us. You can't rally people to the point to pull a gun on innocent British people and shoot them. Because they want independence. You can't rally people to actually fight physical violence with cannons and bayonets and and horses. And I don't even know what else they had, like probably uh, frying pans, whatever it was they were using back then. You can't do that by going out there and, and speaking positively about them. You've got to talk about all the horrible things they're doing to you and all the American ideals like freedom, like liberty, like independence, like love of country. All of those things that they are that they are threatening to take away from you Anthony in Fleming Island Anthony thanks so much for calling the marque show how are you
3: pretty good pretty good um so I've been on the hold for quite a while and I had this big long speech prepared because um, I, I disagree with you more than I agree with you but I, I still love your show and, I, and I'm addicted to it all oh, right,
0: all right. Well, <laughs> well perfect I appreciate that what it, uh, what do you disagree with
3: well <laughs> Okay, well, I disagree with many things, but today you mentioned that we need a common enemy, the the, uh, conservative party, whether we need a common enemy to to set our clocks for Election Day. And no, we don't. Well, we have an enemy. It's called the liberal agenda, and we don't forget anything. We remember everything Obama did, everything Congress has done, the uh, liberal Congress, (laughs) Hillary, the emails, Comey, everything. We remember it all. We know what we're doing. I, I think uh, not giving us enough credit. Impeachment is not needed for us to set our clocks. We're, we're hyped up, ready to go. God bless President Trump. He's the man for the times. You're right about Pence, all the way. Uh, Trump is, is only one and all Trump right now. He is the man for, for, for the times. And I just appreciate the fact that he's there. It's not perfect, but he's the best we got.
0: All right, Anthony. I appreciate you calling, and I appreciate that uh, that well thought out speech. I'll be—I feel like we're saying the same thing. Liberal agenda, Democrats. I, you know, I think the impeachment pushes—not maybe you, not maybe me, not maybe the people that listen to this show—but the people who are on the fence, the people who aren't that involved. It pushes them over the edge. There's, yeah. Look, the people that show up at the Trump rallies and chant USA, USA, and tailgate, and the people that are out there and they're waiting—they're just wait. I mean, there are people out there. In Pennsylvania and in Tampa and in Texas and wherever Donald Trump goes, you're going to see them. You're going to see them by the thousands. These people at all of these rallies, these are the ones who, as soon as they cast that vote for Donald Trump back in 2016, they were counting the days to 2020. And that's great. But there's a lot of people out there that cast their vote, went home, forgot about it, started getting their tax refunds and thought, this is great. This is awesome. We're going to you know what? I'm going to go on vacation. They don't maybe watch the news every single day. They don't listen to this station. They don't listen to this show. They don't listen to the other shows on this station. They don't follow us on Twitch or on Instagram. You know, they don't get the email updates that we get. And those are the people that need something to remind them, to jolt them, to shake them into action. Something like Impeachment eight five five seven six five one oh four five look, I may be a hundred percent wrong, and it wouldn't be the first time, but when I see what Donald Trump is doing and the way he's acting and what he's telling his cohorts to do, and how he is basically taunting Jerry Nadler and Nancy Pelosi and everybody else who literally. Literally, the Adam Schiff, the, the name calling, the, 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 the whole thing with the taxes, every single subpoena and demand that Donald Trump ignores is him basically daring them to impeach him. And you don't do that if you're afraid that they're going to call your bluff. You want them to call your bluff, because as soon as you do that, they do that, you're going to shove all in, and you're going to win. 855-765-1045 is the number. Quick break. More of your phone calls. It's whatever you want Wednesday, coming up on News 104.5 WOKV. It's the Mark K. Show. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We really appreciate it. Some of the, uh, you know, this whole meeting yesterday. I'm coming up with a recipe, by the way, called Chicken on the Dias. I just am glad today to see that we don't have chicken on the dice. So that's going to be it. The next time you come to, like, a Mar-K show event, uh, whatever it is, if we have, like, a Mar-K show family picnic or whatever, we're going to have chicken on the dice.
3: I just am glad today to see that we don't have chicken
0: on the dice. There will be, though. Uh, <laughs> this is Representative Collins, the ranking member yesterday, just handing it to uh just handing it to the democrats especially jerry nadler the uh, chairman of the uh, ju- con- uh, congressional judiciary committee which is tough to say by the way um after he after he gaveled in a meeting with no nobody in attendance no witness for the second time in two weeks the ridiculousness hey robert in neptune beach robert thank you so much for uh, holding we appreciate it what do you want to say on whatever you want wednesday robert
3: uh yes um there are people uh, collecting signatures to have uh, open primaries in, in the state of Florida. Yeah. M- meaning uh, Democrats get to vote for Republicans and vice versa. Yeah. In the primaries. And uh, one of the signature takers uh, asked my wife to sign it. And uh, she said, well, as a Republican, that wouldn't help me to have Democrats voting in the Republican primary. And the guy immediately said, he called her a racist. He says, well, you're a racist. And uh, she's been a medical missionary over to Haiti and, Everything. And, uh, my point is yes, racism is wrong, but when people keep calling things racism that are, that's not racism, then when it really does happen, nobody's going to believe it anymore.
0: No, racism, it's one of those terms like fascist. People don't really understand what fascism is or what a fascist is and they would, back in the 90s, or they, I, mem- I remember when I was in like college, if you disagreed with somebody, they, they just blatantly call you a fascist with no clue yes. at all what it means. Racism is the new fascism. So if you disagree with somebody, especially on the left, they'll just call you a racist. And the yes. fact of the matter is, I mean, look, black people, Hispanic people, Asians, white people, anyone can vote for any party. You just have have to register this whole open primary thing is just you know is just laziness if you are too lazy to register as a republican then you're not going to vote in the republican primary if you if you want to vote democrat you've got to get off your butt and you've got to change parties and sure, there are people that do that. I mean, there are diehard, crazy uh, liberal zealots who go ahead and do that anyway. They go on eBay and they trade votes with people across the country because they want to make sure that, uh, that, you know, their candidates, um, have the best possible chance. But yeah, it doesn't help anybody. If you register as a Republican or a Democrat, it helps you more to have the closed primary. And there's really no reason why a Democrat should get to choose who the Republican candidate is anyway. 855-765-1045. I mean, I know they may want that, but it ain't going to happen. Danny from Interlocking How are you, Danny?
1: All right. How you doing today, Mark? Hey, we're good. What did you want to say, sir? Okay, two items. One time when I was driving the big truck back in the 90s, they sent me out to Southern California to pick up a load of vegetables. Okay, I parked my truck at this warehouse. Down there, right on the border, and they designed the warehouse to where the loading dock on the Mexican side was in the, in Mexico. Okay, I start, they started loading my, the tomatoes into my trailer on my big truck, and I walked around in the warehouse there a little bit, and they got a little nervous. Um, they had about 15 Mexicans inside the warehouse.
0: All right, Danny, I'm, gonna, I'm Danny. I'm going to have to put you on hold one second because well, we got to take a break. And the story's taking a really long time. Eight five eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Wow, whatever you want. Wait, we were going to have to put a time limit on whatever. Whatever you want. Wednesday continues. More your phone calls coming up in just a minute. This is the Orque Show. I'm
1: News 104.5 WOKV.
4: Y'all
1: got to get Mark K. More time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K. Show on News 104.5 WOKV.
0: 855-765-1045 is our number, 855 A lot of people are calling in today talking about impeachment. Bill Clinton was re-elected after he had been impeached. That's actually technically not true. He had been re-elected and then he was impeached uh, in his second term. So if Donald Trump were impeached in the next two years, wins re-election, he would become the first president ever to be impeached and then re-elected which, let's face it, in this day and age, would is probably what's going to happen. 855-765-1045. Uh, then Char Charlie, is it Charlie from Palm Coast? How are you, Charlie? Okay, Charlie from sure. Palm Coast. Yeah, sure. Sounds that's... like a really young, sounds like a young name. I'm 28 years old. Oh, okay. All right, well, thanks for clarifying. Before what did you want to say, sir? Yeah. Before I get into the horizon, can I just say something wonderful about Donald Trump? Sure. Okay. My first experience with him was three words in one week. All right, hang on one second. <laughs> great name, Charlie. Horrible phone. 855-765-1045. Greg in Georgia. How you doing, Greg? Hi, I'm
3: doing great. Mark, love your show. I try to listen to you every day down here in, or up here in southeast Georgia. Uh, man, I appreciate I, that. One, one quick question. Uh, I was, I've was i been wondering, what's the difference between Don McGann just not showing up for a hearing and like what Lois Lerner did by pleading the fifth, I, if there's any difference in that.
0: Yeah, well, the IRS thing, uh, look, the contempt of Congress, and co- it's very different. It's very difficult when you're in contempt of Congress um, as opposed to, let's say, contempt of court. If you, if you have a bunch of traffic tickets and you're supposed to go to court and they find you in contempt, they can send a police officer to come and arrest you and put you into prison. And you stay in prison until one of two things happens. Either A, you go to court, or B, you pay your tickets. It's totally different. Contempt of Congress is it's I mean, it's it's a ridiculous thing. I mean, it's almost to the point where it means nothing. And that's one of the reasons why Jared Nadler is so upset. Yes, they can put this forth to a to a federal judge. Yes, they can get the courts involved. But first, they've got to hold a vote, you know, and and see if you are in contempt of Congress. Then they've got to push it to the judiciary. And most judges won't want to lay a a finger on anybody. Uh, I, you know, uh, William Barr is the most notable person currently who has been held in contempt of Congress and nothing's going to happen. He's the attorney general of the United States. Nothing's going to happen to him. Something else that is going on is that, you know, it, it, when you see all of these people that are getting subpoenaed and then not showing up and then getting these contempt of Congress is, uh, you know, issuance, it could be two, three, four years before anything happens. And the people that are in charge could be not in charge anymore. Uh, you know, by the time anything comes of it and it could just get dropped. Are these live, by the way? Is this Donald Trump live at the Rose Garden? I believe it is. Let's listen in. Donald Trump in is making remarks country, at the White in House Rosecrans. 51 right years, now.
2: but generally in the history of our country. Companies are moving back in. Things are going well. And I said, let's have the meeting on infrastructure. We'll get that done easily. That's one of the easy ones. And instead of walking in happily into a meeting, I walk in to look at people that had just said that I was doing a cover up. I don't do cover ups. You people know that probably better than anybody. And I was just looking at a list of some of the things that we just did more than 2,500 subpoenas qualified for. And I let everybody talk. I let the White House counsel speak for 30 hours. 30 hours. I have 19 special counsel lawyers, 40 FBI agents. I said, open it all up. Let them have whatever they want. Nearly 500 search warrants. Think of that, a search warrant. Did you ever see a search warrant before? Neither did I. This was over 500 search warrants. And of the 19 people that were heading up this investigation, or whatever you want to call it, with Bob Mueller, they were contributors to the Democrat Party, most of them, and to Hillary Clinton. They hated President Trump. They hated him with a passion they went to her big party after the election that turned out to be awake not a party It was awake and they were very angry these are the people that after two years and forty million or thirty five million dollars it'll end up being a lot more than that by the time all the bills are paid this is what happened no collusion no obstruction no nothing they issued 50 orders authorizing use of pen registers. Think of that, though. Five hundred witnesses. And then I have Nancy Pelosi go out and say that the president of the United States engaged in a cl- cover-up. Now, we've had a House investigation. We have Senate investigations. We have investigations like nobody's ever had before and there's nothing we did nothing wrong they would have loved to have said we colluded they would have loved it these people were out to get us the republican party and president trump they were out to get us this was a one-sided horrible thing the bottom line is they said there's no collusion no collusion with russia you heard so much talk about Phone calls that my son made to me from this meeting that was set up by GPS Fusion, it looks like, which is the other side for those that don't know. And for a year, I heard about phone calls went to a special number, unauthorized. And it would have been my son, Don, who's a good young man, who's gone through hell. And they were calls that must have been made by him before and after the meeting, three calls After massive study and work, they actually found who made the calls. One was a friend of ours, a real estate developer. Great guy. Most of you know him. Nice guy. Loves our country. And the other one was uh, the head of NASCAR. Two of them. So of the three calls that were so horrible that he had a meeting and he called me and then he had the meeting after and he made two more calls and they were written about like this little little lines couple of lines nobody wanted to admit it even last night we had a great election i went there on monday we had a an election for fred keller it was a 50-50 shot and he won in a landslide we went and we did a rally Hardly mentioned today, and yet if he lost, it would have been the biggest story in the country, even bigger than this witch hunt stuff that you guys keep writing about. So here's the bottom line. There was no collusion. There was no obstruction. We've been doing this since I've been president. And actually, the crime was committed on the other side. We'll see how that all turns out. I hope it turns out well, but to what to my way of thinking and i know a lot of you agree with me the crime was committed on the other side this whole thing was a takedown attempt at the president of the united states and honestly you ought to be ashamed of yourselves for the way you report it so dishonestly this is donald trump Not at the all white house, house but many
0: of you talking about Nancy Pelosi the way you comments reported. accusing him of a cover-up so, he's in the rose garden
2: i've said from the beginning right from the beginning that you probably can't go down two tracks you can go down the investigation track and you can go down the investment track or the track of let's get things done for the american people i love the american people drug prices are coming down first time in fifty one years because of my administration but we can get them down way lower working with the democrats We can solve the problem on the border in 15 minutes if the Democrats would give us a few votes. So I just wanted to let you know that I walked into the room and I told Senator Schumer, Speaker Pelosi, I want to do infrastructure. I want to do it more than you want to do it. I'd be really good at that. That's what I do. But you know what? You can't do it under these circumstances. So get these phony investigations over with. The Wall Street Journal just wrote today, just a little while ago I saw it. Mr. Mueller wasn't obstructed in any way. This is Wall Street Journal editorial today. Mr. Mueller wasn't obstructed in any way. His... Copious report, copious, 434 pages. Now they want to interview all of the same people again. They want to interview Jerry Nadler, who's been an enemy of mine for many years. He fought me in New York unsuccessfully, by the way. I've had great success against Jerry. But he was representing Manhattan, and he would fight me all the time on the West Side Railroad Yards, many times, very unsuccessfully. He failed. I come to Washington, I become president, and I said, oh, no, I have Jerry Nadler again. So Wall Street Journal, Mr. Mueller wasn't obstructed in any way. His copious report was released for all to see. And there was no collusion. This is the Wall Street Journal. And there was no collusion between Russia and the Trump campaign. That's it. But they want to make this a big deal, whether or not they carry... The big I word out, I can't imagine that, but they probably would because they do whatever they have to do. I'll, I'll tell you, there's a danger here. If someday a Democrat becomes president and you have a Republican House, they can impeach him for any reason or her, any reason. We can't allow that to happen. We can't allow it to happen. So when you look at all of the transparency, when you look at all I've done, and I will tell you, my lawyers say, you don't have to do this. You can use presidential privilege. You don't have to let your lawyers and all of your staff testify. You can use presidential privilege, sir. Would you recommend it? Well, you can be transparent or you can be tight. Being, if you've done nothing wrong, being transparent is better. So I said, I did nothing wrong. Let's be transparent. So that's what you have, all of these things, look at that, all of these things, 500 witnesses that I allowed to testify. It's a disgrace. So when they get everything done, I'm all set to let's get infrastructure, let's get drug prices down. In the meantime, we're doing tremendous work without them. We're doing tremendous executive orders. A lot of work. We've had a great success. Most successful economy, perhaps, in our country's history. We've cut regulations at a level that nobody else has cut them before. The largest tax cut in the history of the country. So we're doing a lot of work. Steve, yeah. Closely, do you do
1: any assurances that they won't, the House won't so
2: Because this meeting was set up a number of days ago at 11 o'clock. All of a sudden, I hear last night they're going to have a meeting right before this meeting to talk about the I-word. The I-word. Can you imagine? I don't speak to Russians about campaigns. When I went to Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania, I don't say, oh, let's call Russia. Maybe they can. It's a hoax. The greatest hoax in history. Yeah, go ahead. Thanks, Mr. President. uh, Do you view Congress as a co-equal branch of government, and do you respect their power of oversight? I respect the courts, I respect Congress, I respect right here where we're standing. But what they've done is abuse. This is investigation number four and the same thing. Probably five. And it really started, I think, pretty much from the time. We came down the escalator in Trump Tower. So I say to you that we're going to get everything done. We're doing a lot without them. Let them play their games. We're going to go down one track at a time. Let them finish up, and we'll be all set. Thank you, everybody. Have you read the full report, Mr. President? All right, that was Donald Trump
0: finishing up in the Rose Garden. Yeah, that was Donald Trump alive at the uh, the uh, Rose Garden. So apparently I don't know if he's called off this meeting or if he's not having the meeting with Schumer and Pelosi but he doesn't like that they had an impeachment meeting right before it. So he came out to say, look uh, Pelosi accused me of a cover-up. This is ridiculous. I'm ready to talk about infrastructure but I'm not going to do it as long as these ridiculous investigations continue. So it looks like he's stonewalling them and putting an end to that meeting. i uh, not happy at all about it. By the way, the I word impeachment. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We'll wrap it up. We'll uh, we'll recap quickly what Donald Trump just said in just a minute. Stay tuned. It's The Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. The Markay Show. My name's Markay. All right, so we had a little impromptu press conference. White House, uh, Rose Garden, Donald Trump just sauntered out and just started talking off the cuff, which is the way he likes to do things. But apparently, uh, here's the deal. And and we talked, we joked about this at the beginning of the day. We joked about Nancy Pelosi's schedule today. Wake up, have breakfast, go talk about impeachment, go talk about infrastructure. Um, Donald Trump kept talking about Donald uh, Donald Trump kept talking about the big I word, which is not infrastructure today. It's impeachment. And he was upset. He was mad that that Schumer and Pelosi uh, were having this meeting. That 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 Nancy Pelosi had a well advertised Nancy Pelosi had a well advertised meeting today to discuss impeachment and to, to discuss the Democrats moving forward and either you know basically brainstorming the best course of action. I think it was to quell the rush to impeach Donald Trump because she doesn't necessarily want a lot of people doing that in her party because she understands what a benefit it would be for the president in his reelection campaign. So he came out and he said look I I believe he's canceling the meeting I believe he said he's he's basically in a gist, in a nutshell said when they're ready to wrap up these investigations when they're ready to put it all to bed when they're ready to realize that there've been now four or five investigations none of which have found any kind of collusion or obstruction when they're ready to, to to move on with governing the country I'll be here to talk to them so as as it stands right now it looks like uh this is not going to happen now Pelosi and Schumer are going to speak here um in just a minute it says after the White House meeting but again we're not sure if that meeting's on or off uh, we are, we're going to take that live. So if you guys continue to uh, keep listening, we'll break in should something happen. But this is exactly the this is the kind of problem that you're going to run into with the Democrats as they go down the impeachment track. As Donald Trump said, he said, you can do two things. You can either go down the impeachment track, the big I word, or you can invest in the future of America. And when you're running a campaign for president, when you've got 22 people that have to answer questions, you want them to be able to talk to their constituents about infrastructure, about taxes, about education education about iran about uh, north korea about all the things that matter about global warming or whatever you want that kind of thing to happen but what donald trump is saying is look you can't do both if you're going to impeach me that's what it's going to be all about until you're done and joe biden does not want to have to answer the impeachment question every single time he steps out on a stage Joe Biden does not want to have to get out there and try to tell everyone why he would be the best president and just be asked, what do you think? Should Donald Trump be impeached? Because either way, he loses. And Donald Trump knows it exactly what we talked about this meeting. This meeting is exactly what this entire show has been about from the beginning to the end. How Donald Trump is baiting the Democrats into impeaching. Either you work with me on infrastructure or you continue your ridiculous investigations and you bring up the big I word. And if you do that, great. We're prepared for it. But know that you're going to lose. Because what's going to what's going to happen is Joe Biden's going to have to say, no, I don't think Donald Trump's going to be impeached and he's going to lose the far left. Or he's going to have to say, yes, I think Donald Trump should be impeached and he's going to lose the center and the moderates. And, and and if impeachment goes forward, the Democrats chance of taking back the White House in 2020. Yeah. 855-765-1045. Listen, I got to get out of here. They're already getting ready for the news. Uh, Donald Trump telling Schumer and Pelosi, get these investigations over with and then we'll talk. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer set to talk uh, here in just a minute and we will bring that to you live. The news and Rush Limbaugh are coming up next on News 104.5 WOKV. See ya.